Hello, hello, hello. Hello. She is my wife, Nicole. Hey, guys. And uh, he is my husband, Manny. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you, baby? I'm great. I'm great. Season two. <laughs> yes. Can you believe it? Season two? We're in season two of Love with Desma. Yes. Season two, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are in the season of healing, I believe. Yes. You're, you're believing right. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, introducing season two of Love with Desma, Healing. At the end of season one, my husband and I sat down and decided to produce season two. Makes sense. And, (laughs) you know, I remember how it was um, a little all over the place. Like we were going to focus, we were going to focus on, have an episode on, you know, living separately but married and this and this and that. It was kind of just all over the place. And I remember sitting down on the couch and the Holy Spirit said, healing. And I remember that's when I said to you, hey, would you be okay if we had a theme for our show? Do you remember that? Yeah, I kind of do, yes. And that was it. And I was like, well, let's do healing. And then boom, that's how we got healing. And... um I kind of like the, the the social media campaign, if you will, for lack of a better word, that uh, we've created for this season. Like, it's it's cool. What do you think? Like, you at the beach? With yeah, the- yeah, that, that was that was unexpected, um, but that was a, a cool picture. Yeah, and then like, and, the other two yeah. with my hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your model, your model hand. My model hand. <laughs> Um, so, guys, this is episode one of season two, and we titled this episode um, The Colonic and Me, Identifying Toxic Traits. Yeah, right? Identifying Toxic Traits. That's it. Yeah. Uh, healing the Individual. Yes. The Colonic and Me, Healing the Individual. And yeah. uh, we're going to talk about how we identified the people in our lives, um, what we did to remove the toxic people, and identifying our own toxicity. Wow. And this, uh, this could be a long episode. It could be, but um, our faithful viewers know that... Uh, listeners, listeners. Oh, yeah, listeners. As if we have viewers, we're not a show on TV, but uh, yeah, so why don't we just jump right in? Yeah. um, I'm following your lead, boo. Well, you know, this word is getting tossed around quite loosely nowadays. Toxic this, toxic that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are like trying to clarify this there there's there is a uh let me see I'm trying to find it a difference yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> I love this, but I think if I may um I think what my husband is trying to say is that 
because the word toxic is getting tossed around so frivolously and carelessly that a lot of things are being mislabeled as toxic when it's really not toxic. It's just maybe an inconvenience or it's annoying or it's um, not helpful or not conducive to a healthy relationship. That doesn't mean it's toxic. It just means this isn't it. This isn't this isn't working. Um, I remember reading an article where it says how you can identify toxic a uh, toxic person is um, you have a friend that is kind of like, hey, you know, we don't hang out as much, and they keep bothering you, like, how come we don't hang out as much, right? And that, and then when you get to hang out with them, they want to talk about themselves. And that's annoying. That's not toxic. That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and that's then, yeah, then super annoying. It is, right? And I'm, <laughs> I've had people like that, and I know you've had people like that, and I was, right. I, I've cut them out of my life. Um, and he said in the article that what's toxic is that girlfriend, that ex-girlfriend, <laughs> that girlfriend or ex-girlfriend that, what did he say? That, um, oh, that can, um, like, uh, oh, that, that, that pushes your buttons or knows how to get you, get a right. rise out of you and right. does it. That's toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me think of it made me think of, of like past experiences that we've shared about our relationships and friendships. And it's like, when I read that, I was like, Oh my goodness, I've had people like that in my life. Um, platonic and romantic. And it's like, oof. when I read that, that hurt, but right. it was also, it felt good to read that because it kind of let me know I'm not crazy. Right. Like, Oh, like sometimes they do it so well that you think you're yeah. the crazy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's um, another toxic trait. That's another toxic trait of a that's another trait of a toxic person where they make you think it's it's gaslighting for for those of you who don't know and for those of you who are familiar with um with narcs, that's that's a, a gaslighting tactic. And uh I love the movie by the way. I think I might have said this in in season one. There's a black and white movie called Gaslight. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I love it. And um, but anyway, I digress. Go ahead, babe. You were talking. Um, no, it, it's also like manipulating, um, uh, manipulating people. Um, you know, they try to control you, uh, disregard boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they take without giving. Yeah. Um. I can think of like, a few people that Yeah, you know, they they they're always right. Yeah. You know, they're always quick to be the victim. You know. <laughs> Rushing to that darn victim seat. You know, they they never take responsibility of uh, of their actions or anything or anything that you know, they they always have that always me um approach approach to everything you know if something bad happens to them oh it's it, it always happens to me woe is me always the victim oh yeah you know, my favorite always my yeah. one of my telltale oh. signs that a person is toxic or has tendencies that are toxic is this if we get into a argument or a disagreement or a sticky situation and it's time to step up and own your 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 
your mess or your hand in the matter. Right. And they say, I'm sorry, but. Or, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but it, but you made me do this, this, this. Right. When, as soon as I hear someone say, I'm sorry, but you, that's when I'm like, I cock one eyebrow up and I am... I'm like I'm checking out in three in in, in three two one. This friendship yeah. is over. This conversation is over because now I'm dealing with someone who lacks the ability to to be self aware, right? In real time, in real life, and mm-hmm. who also doesn't take ownership. And I find in my I have found in my experience dealing with people who apologize in that way, they lack the ability to be rational and reason. So as soon as they give you that apology, I have experienced that behind that apology in less than five minutes is a ridiculous, extreme blow up ready to happen. And you know my temperament does not. Is not that I, I don't I don't look to find avenues to blow up or I don't blow up easily. Um, in fact, I don't think you have you ever seen me blow up. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you're behind the wheel, and no, you no, get no, that no, road no. Stop. Rage. I rebuke that. That's why. <laughs> that a lot. Stop. Don't that don't lie. Lie. Get away. Get away from me with them lies. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> get away from me with them lies. What are you, talk- you don't get road rage. What? Excuse. What is road rage? Road rage when you're behind the wheel. That, when you're, that sounds uh, like witchcraft. I don't understand what's that term. Uh, <laughs> Can you repeat it? I'm sorry, my English is not so good. I, I've, I've lived in the states 38, wait. 39 years, and my English is not so good. Can you repeat that, please? What is it called? Uh, road rash? What's it called? Road, road rage road. Is, is when is when you are driving and. You know, there could be a song on that you like and you're jamming and, lit, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, somebody cuts you off, specifically you. And, specifically uh, me. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the big time WTF comes out. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand. This is... I mean, listen, 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 listeners, please, can you please email us or, or DM us what this road rage is? I need a translation because my English is not so good. And as you can see, my husband's, uh, my husband's Creole is not that good. He's trying to speak Creole now. And, my, and it's horrible, and I'm asking him to speak in English. Listen, babe, can you speak in English because your Creole is terrible? Anybody so, that's been in the car with you, nope. no, no. The Holy Spirit has been in the car with me, and he is he is he is convicting you right now. Oh man, Holy Jesus, Spirit, you are welcomed here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, right. Um, back to back to my my. Now I can speak English perfectly. Thanks, thank you for oh. that. Thank yes, you for that yes. crash course. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so yes. Um, whenever I, when, in my experience, whenever I've heard that type of apology, I yeah, have, that that backhanded, you know, that yeah, that, that in, loaded that loaded apology, right? Um, 
oh, I know that person, in my experience, has a, has a blow-up ready to follow, and I don't have time for that. So I, I usually just back away um, and, 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 and let that person be. And I'm not of the age, and by age I mean mindset, I'm not of the age where I have to prove something so I continue with this person to see my side. I don't need for them to see my side. Here's why. Because I'm not the one that blinded them in the first place. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, hold that. <laughs> <laughs> I, may have, I may have done something offensive. I may have done something bothersome. I may have some, done something annoying. But if they have that type of reaction and not a response, I'm not the one that blinded them in the first place. They are looking for an avenue to unleash and unload all their pain and all their, you know, vitriol. And and I'm not the I'm not the I'm not the time. I'm not the one, two, three, four, or five, as they say. You know, this ain't KRS one. I did not lie. I'm not one, two, three, four, or five. That's <laughs> you know. So, um. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, as you were reading um, some of the the traits to identify a toxic person, let it be yeah. known that we, yes, we do, when, when, when we remove toxic people from our lives, be it family or friends or a um, romantic partner, that we do have to heal because you can experience PTSD. By the way, folks, PTSD is not just for um, our men and women who serve our country in combat, uh, air, land, and sea. It is not just for them. It is really for, it's a post-traumatic situation that, that can happen emotionally uh, from emotional trauma. It can be physical trauma. And it's not just for, for, for literal combat, war. So anyway, as you were reading that, I'm thinking, wow, you know, like, Huh, I'm checking off all the list of people that 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 fit that bill, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about that one person that fits all of that? Yeah. Well. The, oh my God. Yeah. We all have we all have that one person, you know. That one person, and I hate to say it, but sometimes that one person is yourself. As in me? No, yourself. As in oh. like oneself. Sometimes that one person that checks it all is oneself yeah yeah right? yeah and, and when they're ready to do the work they realize wow i'm yeah i'm 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 not I'm, yeah I'm not i am fit for I society consumption <laughs> i am really effed up i'm really wow. effed up. however dig this we have i believe at some point in life we have all been toxic to someone else that doesn't mean we are a toxic person, but we have been toxic, like a trait of ours has been toxic because um, I, I, I do not believe we can go to this world and get to the age that we've gotten and never, ever exhibited a toxic trait or done a toxic thing or done a hurtful thing and hopefully learned from it and, and, and removed it or managed it. For example, myself. One of the things that you read off is this person has to always be right. Now, yeah. before meeting you, I'm, I dated two guys that were kind of brought to my attention, Nicole, like you have this control issue. 
And I didn't want to believe it because I didn't have a control issue, right? Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. I didn't, right? Right. Um, Just like you don't get road rage. Wink, wink. Okay. Come on. Okay, it's road rage. Okay, <laughs> so. So anyway. Um, and I, and it's funny because in the, those discussions, I was hell bent on letting them know I did not have control issues. Ironic, right? And, right. um, and right. <laughs> I don't have control issues. I don't have issues. control issues. Yes, you do. Uh, no, I do not. And I'm going to show you I don't have control. Believe me. <laughs> and da, 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 da. and I, But not only did I have control issues, but I was trying to prove myself right or prove them wrong, which then furthered their, you know, like it, it proved them right yeah. and proved me wrong. And so, by the way, people, whenever you sit there and you want to be, you know, strong and wrong and, and try to prove yourself right in, in a situation where your friends or family are, are really kind of telling you about yourself and in truth and love, you're actually proving them right while you prove yourself wrong. And don't think that the louder you get or the more boisterous you get or the more you deflect, meaning the more you put it on them, that makes you right. It actually makes you an asshole and it makes you even more wrong, but it also makes you a lonely wrong asshole meaning nobody wants to deal with you now. So right. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> like, you, you just, you're just pushing people away. Right, just... which is another trait mentioned about identifying your toxic traits. You push people, right. like your friends are kind of falling off. They don't call as much. They don't want to hang out with you as much. So right. I had to do the work, and I had to heal and the only way I could heal is by identifying the work that needed to be done and identifying what caused th- that hurt. So for controlling, I, I learned because I spent a lot of time with God and I spent a lot of time going over my life and, and even the ugly, most embarrassing parts that I would never, ever think, oh, this will come back to light. But it does because everything done in the dark comes to light. And, oh, my gosh, darling, like, I realized that my controlling nature stemmed from um, some traumas that happened in my teen years or, um, you know, some some situations in the family that I, you know, really, really hated and thought was just horrible. But because I was young and because we had a bully in the family that I, I didn't have a voice and... You know, if you have, by the way, people, if you have a bully in the family, do not let that bully spirit fester. Do not just dismiss that person and be like, well, you know, that's just how they are. No, they are an asshole and they are a bully and they need to be shouted out and they need to be isolated and they need to be iced out and you need to protect your space and your family's space. This person needs to have, you need to have boundaries that ice this person out and let them know, do not F with me or my family or this way because that bully spirit wants to rock the hell out of your emotions so you can't function, so you can become a bully in your home. That's all that bully spirit is. So, um, yeah, it, it, 
Okay. It rocks you, it, and um, it's some you sometimes like learn that behavior also. Mm-hmm. Um, like in my case, mm. I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, please um, do. In, in my case, like I, I remember, you've heard me say that I can be an asshole, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's that side that I I, I have learned to control. Mm-hmm. Um, that I had to self-analyze, mm-hmm. like why am I like that? Why? What triggers it? Or you know, why does it come out? So you answer know? those three questions. Answer those three things. Why were you like that? What triggered it? And what was the other one you said? Uh, I just... <laughs> Where did it come from? Uh, I guess. I, but, like, it, it's a learned behavior. Where did you learn um, from? Like, I'm the youngest uh, of four. Mm-hmm. And I have two older brothers. Now, the older one... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. We're going to love just, him from a distance. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people who know me, they know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's just the definition of a toxic person. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, never wrong, always right. You know, oh, the, just the entire list. That's mm-hmm. him. Okay. And, you know, when he was in a good mood, oh, great guy, you know, you want to be around him, blah, blah, blah. But he'll go from zero to 100 real quick and flip the script on you, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, he's just just that person, you know? And... So you think that being, growing up with him, with the likes of that entity in your home... That that yeah. put that that asshole tendency put that in me? put that in me like like I saw that growing up and you know and when I saw him behaving like that mm-hmm. um I would see that he would get his way sometimes and, mm, so you saw the and, reward so you saw you right. saw the consequences you saw the reward right. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then you know as I got older and. I started having children and stuff. Mm-hmm. I noticed that that I was still had some of that behavior in me, mm-hmm. and um, like I had to like really do the work so that I wouldn't put that upon my kids, right? Because I started noticing that wait a minute, I'm just bullying my kids around. Like, mm-hmm. there's a fine line between disciplining and and bullying mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was I was crossing into that bullying Oof. part. Brutal. And I had to, like, stop myself. And I'm like, whoa, like, these are your children. They're not, you know. They're not your minions. They're not your minions. They're not, you know, kids on the playground and blah, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, it it takes a lot for someone in general mm-hmm. just to do the self analyzation and and think about, like you said, the trauma you had in your in your in your youth, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You need to blow your nose, babe. <laughs> Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Do but, it. Um, Please do it. No, I'm good. <laughs> if you sniff one more time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, I had to, I had to change that behavior. I had to nip, so the, nip did, it in the butt. What did, what did, what did teetering into that territory look like for you? For you, like as a as a father, but how did it? Yeah. So how did it look to you? What what was it? Um. If you can remember, like say one thing that made you go, "Oh snap! No, this is bullying." I can't really remember, but I I, I just know that it was happening. So how did you know it was happening? Because you saw how your children were interacting with you. Yeah. Yeah. How were they interacting with you? Well, I remember specifically. Um, okay, I told you about the sniffing. <laughs> Ladies and gents, let's give my husband two seconds to blow his nose. <laughs> he's going to put his phone on mute and he's going to blow his nose. Yes, I am. In the meantime, I'm going to sing to you a lovely little song. Ready? Do 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 like his reaction, mm. like he was terrified, mm-hmm. um, and um, like I remember being yelled at like that. Mm. So it snapped me, me back to the past. Yeah, and me being terrified, mm-hmm. and you know, like back then it wasn't only a yelling because I was terrified because I knew what was coming afterwards, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But, but with him, Mm -hmm. it was like, I've always been like a vocal discipliner, Mm -hmm. not, not a physical one, you know? And, but even that causes trauma. It does. It does. Um, you know, it, it it it's crazy. Like I, I remember, I remember like the fear and and everything in his face and his expression. I was like, oh my god! Right. And and from then on, I was like, no, I can't, I I can't, I can't react that way. I can't do that. I can't do that to my own son. Right. So and that, who, kn- who knows the damage that I already did to him? Right before that you moment, know? right? Right. 
But you know, the the good thing is, is you had an aha moment and you paid attention to it and you did course correction. So you are able to, you, and in that course correction, in our conversations that you've shared with me, it, 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 you not, it seems you did a lot of identifying the unhealthy um, and detrimental traits in yourself that were not and are not conducive to a healthy person, meaning you, a healthy father, or a healthy, at the time, well, I don't think at the time you knew you were going to be a husband in the future, but like that would then help you be a healthy husband in the future because you were just a boyfriend then. You were just a live-in boyfriend then and a father. And it was like, wait a minute, this epiphany is actually preparing you for the next, for your next season in life, which is now two important roles, a husband and not just a father, but now a husband and a father. Right. And, how many people miss that opportunity by just dismissing it? Or how many people are numb to those moments, those aha moments where it's like, yo, you can actually change. These are moments, these are moments brought to you by the letter change or by the word change, <laughs> I should say, not the letter. By the letter C, which stands for change. Right, right. You know, it doesn't just stand for cookie. Right, cookie exactly. Monster. <laughs> and, but that's awesome. But yeah, I think that's really awesome, and I I hope our listeners understand that. You know, it takes a certain level of sensitivity to 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 um, to notice these epiphanies or notice these aha moments, and then do the work. But then after you get that sensitivity, after you have that sensitivity and that aha moment, and then takes determination and dedication and devotion to doing the work because mm-hmm. you could sit there I mean you could have aha because just moment. just because you have an aha moment and and um, you're like oh okay doesn't mean that you just fix it right away no right right no it takes work to notice what, even it takes even more work for you not to get to that aha moment. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and, hmm, I have and you, to, like, yeah. I have to give you a lot of credit because you are very good at that. What? You hold, not getting to that aha moment because you say a lot of times, you know what, I'm just going to remove myself because <laughs> uh, you don't deserve uh, anything that's, what I'm about to say or, you know, in, in that, how do you say it? I forget. Oh, you're talking about like when I'm heated or when I'm, yeah. when I'm, so, okay. So this is what happens when I, I, especially talking with, with, um, with men, especially like romantic men, but especially specifically my husband, I, I do this a lot, but we did. I did this a lot when we were dating because sometimes you overcooked my grits to the point where I was like, "Ooh, he's gonna burn down the stove." He's overcooking so much. But um, what he's talking about is, I would, uh, I would literally 
feel the negativity, feel the negative words on the tip of my tongue, and I would snatch them back and say, you know, by saying this, you know what, I'm going to stop talking or I'm going to, I'm going to remove myself, I'm going to remove myself right now from this moment because I'm about to say something that you don't deserve. And that's not an insult. That's actually a compliment because the words that I had all lined up for him were insults were negative words. They weren't words of life. They were words of, of death. And he doesn't deserve that. Nobody, de- I can think of a few people that I think deserve that, but that's my flesh speaking. But <laughs> nobody deserves that, right? Like, especially the man that I was dating and then especially the man that I was engaged to and now the man that I'm married to. You, you don't deserve me sitting there shooting you down with words that, that 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 will frame your mind on how I view you. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't. You don't deserve that. You deserve words of life. You deserve words of wisdom. But even if you don't, des- even if I don't have those words of wisdom and and and, and, life, and life at the time, which I didn't, you deserved the next best thing, which was my silence, my peaceful silence. My silence that let you know she's mad, but she's, she's winding down. She's mad, but she's so aware of herself that she does not want to disrespect me with her words because she knows what's on. And, and that goes to the scripture that I pray over us all the time, which is James 119. Um, Therefore, brothers, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to get angry, because your anger could never make things right in the eyes of God. I love that. Yeah. I, lo- I love when I love when uh, when we pray and you and you say that. <laughs> because, and, but my love, I was pre- I was praying that over myself before meeting you, and I think that I no not, not I think I know I know for a fact. Thank you, God. I know for a fact that that is why I was able to say to you, let me not speak anymore because you don't deserve these words. Because in order to be slow to speak, in order to be quick to hear, slow to speak, that means you have to have control over yourself and, and control over your attitude and control, and, and control over just control, just self-control. Let me just sum it up. You have to have self-control. And if you don't, huh, well then. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that you know. That is such a uh, that that has become one of my favorite scriptures uh, verses. I mean, yeah, um, the scripture verse, same thing. Yeah, you know, same um, thing. it is quick to hear, slow to speak, slow even slower. It says slow to anger, but even slower to anger. Right. You right. know. Yeah. Um. So you've had toxic people, like not, not just, I'm not talking about um, like in your love life, mm-hmm. um, but like say like a friend or whatever, <laughs> yeah, or, or an ex-friend, um, mm-hmm. what, what did you do to like remove that person from your life? 
gosh, what did I do? So it, sometimes it feels like I did absolutely nothing. But in reality, I distanced myself by changing my thought patterns and changing my, my routine. So when instead of calling them, I would distract myself and do something productive with my time. Um, I would, instead of, I guess, yeah, it would be things like that. I would start cutting conversations shorter, and I would, hmm. Because it, it doesn't happen overnight unless unless you want it to. Like, right. unless, unless you... You just like wake up one day and you're like, oh, um, we're done. Uh, oh, or like do not, that. not we're done, or like but, I'm done. I'm done with that person. Yeah, right. sometimes you have to do that. I did that once, and it was a toxic acquaintance. Okay, so um, I'm already getting sick of the word toxic, so we're going to stop. It was a it was an acquaintance that wasn't healthy for me and wasn't conducive to a healthy Nicole, and I flat out just said this friendship no longer serves me this I got to stop I can't do this anymore and I ended the friendship that was it I also remember one time this girl um, when I was in early 20s I'll say 21 22 22 23 doesn't matter early 20s and I found her to be Either way, she was kind of an enigma, but at the same time, as I got older, I realized she wasn't an enigma. She was just a freaking liar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And yeah. um, she, her, now she had, she would always compare. Mm. And she was a one-up man. So, oh, man. Oh, you have a Barbie? I have two Barbies. You have diamond earrings? I have, you know, oh, and I found it. I didn't understand, like, why. I just kind of thought, like, okay, good for you. Like, you have these things. But here's what made me open my eyes to see, like, yo, this this chick ain't, this chick, mm-mm. When I found her comparing or one-upping, sorry, I found her one-upping with a child, a child. <laughs> wow. A child. And I said, but you've that, had your moment. That That's just a disease at that point. <laughs> disease. But she, you know, this little girl, I gifted this little girl. Okay, so the, the little bit of the backstory. I gifted this little girl with um, a pair of uh, gemstones, ear, gem, gemstone? gemstone earrings that were her birth, birth month. Uh, and so I, the reason why is this girl, her mom, you know, she, she was the daughter of a single mom who was struggling. The mom was renting out my friend's basement. Okay. Okay. And okay. she was working, um, off the book jobs. I'll just leave it there. Okay. That should uh-huh. let you know a bit of her situation. Um, and the daughter, 
uh, used to come out and play with my friend's niece. They were about the same age. And so when it was the niece's birthday, which was around, which was in summer, my friend threw a backyard party for her. And the girl comes out, she's there, you know, she's playing. It's it's little kids abound, right? It's like, it's like a cesspool of germs. But anyway, <laughs> and it's like kids touching cake and licking cake and putting the cake back, and I'm disgusted, but either way. And um, when it came time to open the gifts, I noticed typical kids, you know, oh, how nice, oh, I want that, I want this. But I noticed at the corner of my eye that the little girl, who was the daughter of the woman renting out the basement, she she would kind of keep quiet, and she had this look on her face that was like sad. That was really sad. And then I noticed that she um, there was a present. Someone gifted the girl like a piece of jewelry. I can't remember. Let's just say it was a bracelet that had studs in it. And the little girl um, got frustrated. But it wasn't this frustrated like a spoiled brat. It was this frustrated that as a kid you can't put into words. But as an adult, you know exactly what it is. And it's, it's an overpowering sadness because you realize you're not, you're not in a position to get that type of gift. And you may never get that gift. Right. You know, like you want it, but you, it's like yeah. you, you, know, you know your situation doesn't allow for it. Right. And that broke my heart. So what I did was um, I my next check from work I went, marched down to the jewelry store around my neighborhood, and I, I found out what month she was born in. I asked my friend to find out, so she told me. And I marched down to the jewelry store, and I bought her a pair of uh, studs, you know, like uh, little earring studs of her birth month. I gifted them to her. The next time I saw, I said, hey, this is for you. She opened them up, and she went ballistic. I mean, this girl, you would have thought that she opened up a bag of a million dollars, cash, no ID, nothing, right? She was, ah, oh my gosh, she jumped around, da 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 she slobbered me down with kisses and was just so happy. She ran around the yard and she showed, um, you know, she showed the niece and all that stuff and she put them on immediately and um, she show, then she shows my friend, like, oh my gosh, like, look, 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 look. And um, she didn't really speak a lot of English. She spoke more, mostly Spanish, but in, she's telling her to look and look and look. And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And she's hugging on me. And I go, you know, you know um, she's like, they're so pretty. And I told her, just like you. you know, and I said, but you're prettier, and you're worth far more than this. Remember that. And I said, this won't be the last time you'll be gifted a, you know, a precious gift. What does this heifer say? When the little girl says, oh, look, look, look at my earrings, this is what this heifer says. I remember this so well. She said, oh, those are nice. I have a pair just like that but bigger. What? Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. (laughs) And the little girl just was like, you know, just kind of not knowing because that type of stuff goes over little kids' heads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not no. No. Some some of them get it. Some sometimes. of them get it, but it, they don't have the tools to fight the, back. Right. The tools to articulate what they're feeling back. Right. You know? So the little girl then says, "Oh, really? Like she's happy because in her mind right. she's thinking her, she has the same thing that me that I do. 
this is great. Right. So she goes, yeah. oh, really? So we're like, you know, we're like twins or something like that, she says. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're like daring sisters or whatever. whatever. Something like that. And so she goes, but then she continues to say, look at mine, look at this, look at this, the, the little girl, the, how it has this little thing and look at that. So she's, she's, she's talking about the earrings, telling the girl like, oh, look, you know, my friend, like, look what I have, it's this, is this. And she goes, this is what she does. She goes, oh, yeah, well, my earrings have, my earrings, something were from, I forgot what she said. At this point, I had tuned her out because she goes, oh, my earrings are from Paris. And my ear, and I'm just sitting there like, you fucking bitch. Sorry. Wow. Like, you, you, like, you, like you, <laughs> you really are one-upping with a child who is significantly less fortunate than you. Yeah, she's a child. She cannot compete. No. She should not compete. Even amongst her peers, she should not be competing. She's a child. She should be having fun. Right? And when yeah. so I said to the, I, I I was sick of it and I said, "You know what? I I said to the kids, I said, "You know, <clears throat> why don't you guys go play in the backyard?" And so I I spoke to her and I was like, "Yo, what was that all about?" She's like, "Oh, you know, like the girl had the earrings. That's really nice." And then she kind of uh, backhandedly insulted my gesture by saying, "Oh, the mom is just probably going to sell the earrings anyway." So I don't wow. like, kind of like you wasted your time. And I looked at her and I said, "You know what? If that's what that mother's going to do, here." So I took out a hundred bucks out of my pocket and I said, "Give this to the mom." In fact, don't even worry. I put it. I, I knew how to get down to the basement to get to her door. I said, yeah. "Don't you worry." So I went downstairs and I put. I slipped the hundred under her door, and I came back up and I said to the girl, to my friend, I said, "If she sells those earrings, I promise you this: they will pay for your mortgage." She didn't understand what I was saying. Right. It's like right. if she's gonna, if she's going to sell those earrings. Part of that, because of the situation she is, part of that's probably going to go towards her rent to you, which will pay for your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So you just sat there and one-upped over something that could pay, that's going to pay for your mortgage. And I said, you basically sat there and insulted a gift that I gave, but I basically paid for your mortgage. So I just looked at her and I said, you know what, don't worry about it. I said, I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side. And I left. Mm-hmm. And you never went back. I and never, you never went called. Back. I turned on my heels and I wiped the dust off my feet and I never went back. You wouldn't catch me dead up in that home. That freaking pissed me the hell off. Like, how the hell do you sit there and you went up with a child? Yeah, that that's like I've like I've said before. That's not even uh, a toxic behavior. That's just a disease you have. Like when uh, when when you when you do that to a child. I can't stand. I can't. When people do things to children, it irks me. Whether you gaslight children, whether you try to brainwash children, whether you try to convince them that something happened that didn't happen, that pisses me off so much. And I wish, I wish, I wish there was like a morality police where you can go to jail for half the shit people pull on children, mental games, but you can't because it's only down to the physical, you can get thrown in jail for beating on your kids, but you can't get thrown in jail for beating on your kids' brains, but you can get thrown in jail for beating on your kids' asses. Okay. 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 I digress. Anyway, so I identified her. So what I long, long, long route all to say is I separated myself by removing, by, by literally 
turning on my heels and going away. And that's sometimes what we have to do with toxic people in our lives. Um, and metaphorically, to the toxic or unhealthy traits in our own lives. Yeah. Like I, I dealt with controlling, right? I dealt with, <clears throat> I had to turn away and, and work on, um, you know, I mean, I was very honest with you about how I cheated in past relationships, right? And I told you, mm-hmm. where that, but I've always confided in you where that stemmed from. And I had to work on that, which was insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, um, even if the person, you know, as they say, oh, you pushed me there, mm, that person can push you there all you want, but it's ultimately you that takes that step. Exactly. It's right. ultimately you that, that does the action. That does that. the action. And at, even at the final, even if like it's 20 steps until the final action and I'm at the 19th and a half step, that is still the moment I can turn around and say to my, per- my I could have turned around and said to my boyfriend, we need to talk. We need to end things. But I didn't because I was too insecure. I was too selfish. I was only thinking about myself because I felt like no one else is going to think about me but me. And basically I was operating out of hurt. And I had to heal that and I had to do the work and, 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 and remove that because I knew I wanted to get married in the future. And that was that was not healthy for a marriage. Another trait that was not healthy for a marriage, whenever my you know boyfriends would um, how you call it would not respond to me or like answer me or whenever they were gone, I internalized that as they were no longer interested, and I would look for, I would look for someone else to fill in this space. And that opened my, when I realized that, that that was, you know, that was terrible, that's when I said, no, I can't do this. Because what does that say about me? That says a lot about me. That says I'm not happy with who I am. I don't know my value. I'm, I don't know that, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, I don't believe that I'm worth a faithful boyfriend. Or I don't, be, I didn't believe I was worth a faithful boyfriend. I didn't believe that I, that, that, you know, I just, it was every misconception, every lie that the enemy could sell, I was buying it. And that's what I was doing, you know, I was doing this behavior because of that. Once, once I came, once my aha moment came, I worked on it. And I realized I need to practice self-control. I need to practice mind control. I need to work on my inner dialogue and speak life over myself. And literally within, I would say, within a year, I, mean, I, had that, I had that shit so under wraps, it doesn't phase me. It doesn't even phase me. In fact, I can talk about it and I can, I can empathize and I can sympathize with that, with that Nicole then. Like I, can, I feel sorry, but I also at the same time feel joy that she has come so far and she's so far removed from that. I must feel awesome. <laughs> it does. It does. Because I look at my life now. I look at my life now and I'm just like, what? If I didn't do the work, I wouldn't be blessed with this. Thank you. 
you know? <laughs> Thank you. You're a blessing, too. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> so, there's also toxic people in your family. Yeah. And not, I'm not saying in your, your family. Oh, but no. There are. <laughs> I'm saying in general. Um, no, we got, we got a bully. We got a bully and we got a toxic person all wrapped in one. In our family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. And they won't do the work to heal. Yeah, they won't do it because, quite frankly, he doesn't know. He just, he's just, he's just very ignorant to it, you know? Um, so, for those of you who know me, uh, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And we're gonna forgive him, just like yeah, yeah, and we're gonna yeah. love from a distance. <laughs> That's what I do but, um, from a distance. But my uh, my he is the oldest brother. My second older brother. Mm-hmm. He stopped messing with him years ago. Mm-hmm. Years ago. He's like, I right? rocks with you. <laughs> yeah. So I've always had a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. You know, until until years back, um, when I was going up, like, through the breakup mm-hmm. with my ex and stuff, I wound up uh, moving down with him. Right. And, you know, and instead of, like, um, helping me through the situation. He he was just, like, making it ten times worse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sending me, sending me uh, things and, and, like, just, like, why is he doing this? Why is he, mm-hmm. he, he was being such an asshole. Wow. And, um... And like, I, w- I was such in, in in a place where, like, I would I would want to come home and and just like beat him to a pulp and and and, and just pack my stuff and leave, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't do that because because that that person Mm -hmm. that wanted to do that inside of me I didn't let it come out Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so like I said like I say sometimes we everybody has that that beast on a leash that they lock in the room and they pull down the gate and they close right they close the 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 iron (laughs) they pull down the iron the iron (laughs) curtain and they close another gate and they lock it yeah everyone's got that beast on a leash Mm mm-hmm so, you know, after that, like, after that whole situation, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, wow, I am, I am just done with this person. Yeah. You know, there, there's no help in him. Like, there is no reasoning with him. There is nothing. It's just like, I am just done with him. 
And ever since then, like, um, it's just one of those traits that I read off earlier that, mm-hmm. you know, they push, they push people away, you know, they, uh, they intrude in, in, in your, in your space, you know, like he, he, he does that to my mom and sister on a consistent basis to this day. Well, you know, that kind of brings me to uh, a thing about like enablers as well as people who are unaware that that's what's going on. Like if no, and that's how people are able to slip under the radar, right? Like that's how, yeah. My ex yeah. was able to slip through the ra- slip under the radar because I never dealt with someone like that in my family. I didn't have in my immediate circle that 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 trait. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was dealing with. Just like in your case, you didn't know what you were dealing with. You just thought, you know, let me just grin and bear it. And as I jokingly say, if if that breakup didn't happen, you probably would have been in that relationship till you died because you would have been like, I'm just going to you know, grin and bear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes the reason why these people consistently go back to certain characters is because those characters are enablers or because they're none the wiser and they don't plan on getting wiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like playing peekaboo with a six month old. They don't catch on. <laughs> right, right. They don't. They don't. They don't. And they won't. And I think that's why maybe they continue to always hit up the same characters, the same people. Because they know from there they will get exactly what they need to feed off of. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's interesting. A couple of things that we were talking about actually brought me to the scripture of where um, where do not be deceived. Uh, bad company ruins good morals. That's First Corinthians, by the way, fifteen chapter fifteen verse thirty three. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And the other scripture um, that it brought me to was about. Um, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And those two scriptures always make me think of how crucial it is to keep sound and sage people in your council and in your close circle and in your group of friends and in your life because you got some batshit crazy people out there. Oh, yes. And I don't mean out there in the world. I mean out there in your social circle. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm learning as I get to know some of my friends even more. I'm learning that some of them are have manipulative tendencies. Some of them have the ability to flip a story or flip the reality to make them a victim. Um, I'm learning. I'm learning these things about some of my friends. And I'm, uh, let me. Oh, sorry. Let me. Let me clarify. I'm using. I'm using air quotation signs about friends uh, around friends because um, they're really kind of like acquaintances. Only one or two are really like 
friends that I consider friends and I'm learning some things that make me go, ooh, don't like that. But, um, yeah, and it's like I go, oh, I got to let you go. You know, I got to let these acquaintances, you know, expectation sign friends go because how they view their marriage or how they view their relationships, how they view their friendships or how they view a situation that happens outside of, the, you know, us, meaning like our my friend and I, when I hear it, I'm like, this is cringeworthy. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm hearing the stories of, you know, as they're relating to me, and I'm like, I can point out everything you did wrong. I can point out how you're the instigator. But you're flipping it to be the victim, or you're flipping it to to make the person look bad, or they do that partial ownership. Oh, I hate that. Like, yeah, you know, I could have done it like this, but... Yeah, but... Yeah. (laughs) If you know you could have done it differently... Then you should have. You should have, and you just should have. You just should have, and yeah. you just own it. Say, you know what? I I should have done this different. I should have done it like this. I could have, and I did not. And and then say that was part of the reason why things went downhill. But um, oof, and I just go, I you know, I hold on to those scriptures because I don't want to suffer harm. I don't, and I don't want, you know, m- you know, my good morals or anyone's good morals really to be ruined by a bad company. And sometimes I've been that bad company, and sometimes I've been that fool, and people have let me go. And let me say, if any of those people happen to catch wind of my podcast um, right now, I want to say thank you. Thank you for distancing yourself from me. Thank you for having the guts and the wherewithal for knowing that I was not healthy for you and your state of mind at that time and kicking me out of your life. That did me a world of good because that ushered me into a season of learning about myself and removing the bad habits that probably offended you. And for that, I'm thankful and I'm sorry that I did those things in the past. Whatever they were, I can't remember. But if you do, I'm sorry. <laughs> um yeah that that's that's really deep there um as as you were speaking like you know i was uh reflecting mm-hmm. self reflecting on you know past uh past situations and mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it's 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 amazing how when you do the work, and then like you reflect on 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 that work, it it, it brings such a good feeling to yourself. It's mm-hmm. it's such a good feeling. It's such a good. I used to I used to lie and say that Mr. Rogers and Patty LaBelle were my real parents and that I was adopted when I was younger. I used to say that. Uh, and people believed you? Some. Not all. And they were mostly kids that believed me. Because I told kids because I was a kid, my classmate. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, 
by the way, listeners, we want you to be um, as healthy as you can be as a, as an individual because this season is is really breaking down healing for the individual, healing for the man, healing for the woman, and healing for the marital union. And you can't skip to one and not and, and, and think that you you can just do the first you can just do the last thing and not do the first thing. It all comes together. It all makes sense. It all you you know listen to it all because we're gonna have people dropping massive, massive gems of knowledge and you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Like right now, it's just my husband and I, and we hope that you're getting some some wisdom. But our guests are gonna really just kind of yeah blow, blow us out of the water, blow everybody out of the water, and really just step up the game. And I. I love it. Um, it's it's going to be a good season. <laughs> yeah. I like I like it. You and like it. What, what what we have. Yeah. I'm not going to um, give away any secrets, but yeah, it's good. It's Tune good. in. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's good. It's good. So anyway, um, you know, I really enjoyed our our conversation tonight. I really enjoy the fact that you know you and I can sit and talk about, you know. Past, past. Do you need to blow your nose? I think so. You've been sniffing this entire time. I but, need to sniff. But yet, but, yet, <laughs> but yet, you called me out on it, right? Yeah, and you've been sniffing this entire time. You could have called me out on it before. I would have been like, oops, and I would have done something about it. See, listen, you got, don't you know by now I'm the type of person that's what's good for the goose is good for the gander? Yes. But, you know, I figure, you know. You just want uh, something to suck my balls about. No, at least I did it towards the end of the episode. <laughs> you are a riot. Hey. Yes, yes. You want to get married? Uh, sure. When? I was thinking, like, tomorrow. All right. Yeah? I'm kind of busy tomorrow, maybe the day after. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that the day after we can have a kid. Uh, we'll talk about it. You know, you're ruining my mojo here. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, before we go, mm-hmm. you know, we just want to say to stay safe in these times. Yeah. Of this, you know, COVID nineteen era that we're in in our lives, um, please take the situation seriously. It is, it's a serious thing. Yeah. Um, please take it seriously because we're all depending on one another for right. this. Stay home, you know, stay safe. Stay home, stay safe. Uh, stay home and listen to season one yeah. over and over and over. Over and over. <laughs> and catch up on us. And then catch yeah. up on ooh, catch up on our interview that we did with uh, international chat with Liz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, catch up on that. You can find catch the link up in the bio. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited. But you know, um, just want to let you know I love you. And I love you too. Ooh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It sounded like you wanted to say something else, but you wanted to say, ew. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know what. <laughs> um, what are we going to do? Well, let's end this episode. We actually gave you a little bit longer than an hour. And yeah. I, think, I, I have a feeling that this season is definitely going to be something where all of our episodes are a little bit over an hour because it's just going to be so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so the conversation is the conversations are going to be very, very good. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Yep, the conversations are going to flow. All right, my love. So um, let's end how we normally do. All right, you know, we'd like to end with a little uh, scripture. Uh, mm-hmm. Our scripture today is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind to one another. Sorry, excuse me. Be kind to one another. Tender heart, hearted. Forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. And that includes the toxic people. Forgive them. That includes the bullies. Forgive them. That yes. includes yourself. Forgive you. That is probably the toughest thing to do is forgive yourself. I agree. I agree. Yes. So, dear friends, dearest friends, it is time we say goodbye to you, but before we do, we'd like to remind you to show up for one another, have a heart of servitude, and support each other like you would your best friend. From the bottom of our hearts, love, Love, the best one.